If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself. But even better, they've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information, all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, March 23rd. Hey, Mark, happy anniversary. Do you know what this is the anniversary of? March 23rd. Think about it. You're not going to get it because you're not as big a nerd as I am. It is the one-year anniversary of the bear market low of the sell-off last year. What do you think of that? A year later. I mean, it is insane. Look at the progress that we have made. And let's go back in time when you were all completely nutsy Fagan about what was going on in the markets. And it was scary. There's no doubt about it. I get it. But my God, have we come back, which is great. You know, I, I, I am certainly happy about it. I just, I also want to make sure everyone realizes it. You know, very rarely do we have one year moves like this. I never was really worried that we were going to be going to zero. I thought that sell-off was overdone, but I never in a million years, Mark, never did I think we'd be at these levels. Did you? Did you think we could like bounce back like this, at least in the markets? Right. Mark said last year he would have settled for breaking even. And I know, I mean, it was so scary then. It was funny because someone sent me a note during that time said to me, like, it seems that I get very Zen and centered when the markets are freaking out. There's something like comforting to me about markets just selling off because I know that there's usually a turnaround. Again, I never expected it as strong as it is. I never expected to come back as quickly as it has. There's only one time in my career that I have felt like I was really scared. And that was in the the middle of the financial meltdown, October of 
2008. That was the one time in my life where I was like, oh my God, the entire financial system is going down. But you know what? It didn't. So that's good. <laughs> All right. If you've got a financial question, send us an email, ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Or if you're on the website, just hit the contact button. Rob says, I'm a big fan of the show. Thanks for all you do to educate your listeners. I'm 33. I work for a name brand technology company. I'll be getting married later this summer. I currently have a net worth of about $500,000. Guys, 33. What? That's amazing. Of the 500, 270 grand IRA 401k, 100 in company stock, 37,000 is uh, an investment in a startup company, and $36,000 in cash. Okay. I can't even believe these people. It's amazing. He and the fiance collectively earn $300,000 a year. Wow. Given sky high stock valuations, especially in tech, along with a great deal of my compensation being tied to my company's stock. I'm growing increasingly concerned that I'm overexposed to the stock market. I've been exploring alternative asset classes, came along a company called Supervest that allows you to invest in merchant cash advances. I would appreciate your thoughts on MCAs as an asset class for someone in my position, along with my thoughts about other ways to diversify beyond equities without significantly forfeiting the opportunity to put my money to work. Thanks for your time, Rob. Hey, Rob, get this. I don't know much about merchant cash advances, but I'm going to tell you my thought. My thought is be diligent about selling your stock. You should only have, get this, five, maybe 10% of your total invested assets in your company stock. So you sell it, you pay your taxes, you move on. Then what do you do? You reallocate it into asset classes that you don't own or you're underfunded. And maybe you're like, oh, I don't want to invest in bonds because they're so boring and they're not paying enough. Hey, you know what? Maybe you just put a little bit in there. Maybe you want a little investment in a real estate investment trust. Maybe you want a little commodity investment. I do not think that you need to do get involved with these companies that are sort of uh, pushing out these ideas. They're sort of esoteric, and um, I, I would just generally avoid it. Hope that helps. Justin says, why are low-income people not allowed to take money from their IRA CD 401k plans without having to pay taxes on them during this terrible time? It's bad enough they have to take money from them to survive as it is, but then to pay taxes, it seems unconscionable. Well, Justin, last year, the whole limitation on taking money out of retirement accounts was lifted, um, meaning that if you had a retirement account, you could take money out without paying a 10% penalty. This year, that has not been extended. You can still take hardship loans. So you could conceivably get a hardship loan out of any retirement account um, from a 401k, especially. Um, but you'll have to check on that. But it, I don't know why those, them's the rules. And by the way, a lot of people that we talk to who are retirement experts think it's a terrible rule. They think you should never allow people to take money out of their accounts because it's bad for them. In other words, that over the long term, it's hard to get the money back in. Janet wants to know what to do with $100,000. She's afraid of the stock market. She said she just finished an annuity. It was locked in for three years, 2.75% interest. I'm afraid to gamble on the stock market. I don't need the money at the present. I'm retired and I'm 77. What should we do with that hundred grand? I get you don't want to gamble. And if you don't need it, maybe the best thing to do is to do very boring laddered CDs. 
There's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, I'm just looking at depositaccounts.com. Mark, interestingly, two-year CD rates have popped up a little bit. Now you can get a whole whopping 1%. Isn't that amazing? A six-year CD, you might as well never do this. There's no reason to do this. There's like one that's a one and a half percent, but most of them are like 1.15. So uh, you can get yourself a one-year CD. Let's see what an 18-month looks like. Here's a here's one. I don't even know what this is. Achieve a credit union. Check this out. One and a half percent for a 15-month CD. Go on to depositaccounts.com. Check it out. See what you can lock in. You know, maybe just buy some CDs. Don't do another annuity. Please don't do another annuity. It's not worth it. A two-year CD might be just perfect for you. Maybe you do a little bit in a one-year, a little bit in a two-year, a little bit in a three-year, and then just renew them. And if interest rates are going up, you'll make more money over time, Janet. Do not feel compelled to be in the stock market if you don't have to be. There's nothing wrong with saying you're worried about this. It's okay. Okay. Uh, Diana says, <laughs> my father has twisted my arm about contacting you. <laughs> I know you're the guru on all matters finance. I'm a bit desperate in need of guidance on a legal employment matter. He said, ask Jill anyway. She'll help you. I just know it. I'm dead. My previous employer has ignored my notice of resignation and is still sending emails out to clients under my name. What? This is the weirdest thing. I sent an additional formal email requesting her to stop, but she's in, continued to ignore my request, continues correspondence under my name. I need help or some guidance on who I can reach out to on this matter. Any advice or references would be a godsend. Thank you kindly. Is this the owner who keeps doing this? It, it, you're right. You need you need legal advice. You need a an employment lawyer, and it's going to cost you a few bucks. But what you're looking for is an employment lawyer, someone who can just send a really nasty letter to this person. This is ridiculous. Okay, Janae wrote in right when the Dow crossed thirty three thousand. What do the numbers mean? What do they represent? So obviously these indexes, they're different um, measurements of different baskets of securities. Some of them are weighted by their market capitalization. Some of them are weighted by their price, which is the Dow Jones Industrial Average, which is price weighted. You know, in a weird way, it's irrelevant. So what do they measure? They measure these particular companies that make up this index. It doesn't mean anything. It's just a number. Each has a slightly different calculation. You can go onto each of the, you know, you can go onto the Dow Jones S&P websites and you, they'll give you the calculation, but they're just based on the number of companies that are in it. The NASDAQ, meaning the NASDAQ composite is every stock that comprises the NASDAQ market exchange. The Dow is just 30 companies. The S&P is just 500 companies. So you see each of them has a slightly different uh, flavor. And, you know, it's hard to compare them to each other. That's why we compare them against their own index and the history. Let's see. This is from Dave. First off, love you and Mark. Appreciate what you do. Love the 10-minute segments. Better for my attention span. Dave goes on. He says, Gail King asks tough questions, but you're always up for the task. You're encouraging people to be their best advocate, prioritize their bills, save for a rainy day, be aware of programs to help them out so they can take personal responsibility. Keep being Jill. Blessings, Dave. Oh, Mark, I love when you end on a positive note for me. That's very nice. I think that's it. That's the program. So we encourage you to keep in touch with us. I know a lot of questions are going to come in around taxes, and now you've got this extra month. So uh, let us know if you've got a tax question and if you have any other issues that are in your financial life. We'd love to hear from you. 
Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. Askjill at jillonmoney.com. If you hop onto the website, you can go and sign up for our free weekly newsletter. You can subscribe to our podcast. We would like it if you could leave us a rating or a review. It would be very much appreciated. Mark says it makes some sort of difference in some way. I'm not sure how, but I would like it. You know, as our audience has gotten larger, we seem to be pissing off some people. I'm not sure why. I'm really just here to help. Really. That's all I want to do. So let's get the, the positive vibes going. Let's help everyone out. All right. Let's do that together. Hey, our music is composed by Joel Goodman, Mark Talercio, the silent guy. He's our executive producer. We're distributed by Cadence 13. Wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, and lift someone up today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.